Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> what are you doing? This is the pig I've been sleeping with. That's a duck. I wasn't talking to you. What does LGBTQ plus mean? Like, is it the premium version of gay? Here's an actual customer out here. Uh, what's, uh, what's the best kind of firework to buy? Wouldn't you like to know, weather boy? Where are your parents? Get sketchy. Back to you guys. Adam, do you want something to eat? What are the choices? Yes or fucking no? <laughs> Is there a Connie Lingus here? What about Anita Dick and Ming? <laughs> or Holden, Holden Middick? Okay. Are any three of those people here? Spider-Man. Dude, how are you the last one to show up to your own party? That is messed up. What party? Your birthday party. What are you oh, talking what about? What are you doing? What? Surprise party. Surprise party? Are you drunk? Of course I am. It's a party. You guys can come out. Derek messed what? us up. Seriously. I was wondering where all the cars were. Hmm? How stupid can you be? Well, why don't you oh just say God, it's a surprise party? There's people here to see you. Happy birthday. Thanks a lot, Derek. Oh, happy birthday. I'm sorry. Hola. Uh, me, me amo es Brian. Uh, 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 let's see. Uh, nosotros queremos ir con ustedes. Yeah, that was pretty good. But actually, when you said me amo es Brian, you don't need the ace. Just me amo Brian. Oh, you speak English. No, just that first speech and this one explaining it. You, you're kidding, right? Okay. Let me ask you something. When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? No. No, man. Shit, no, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. Swag at foobarshow.com. That's F-O-O-Barshow.com. And follow F-O-O-Barshow on all of our socials. And we'll foo it up like a couple of foos. Ain't that right, Steph? Meow, meow. Steph, I'm, I'm excited for today's show. You want to know why? Why? Uh, we went to this... Uh, per- we, we had a good day yesterday. We, we went to a few places. I was just going to mention one thing. But I want to talk about all the things that we did. Um, now... We went to, would you, is it just considered LA or Hollywood? Where is this place? We went to LA. It was LA, LA. right? Yeah, it was LA. Uh, It's by like the Arts District or the Arts Center or the Arts Square. Yes, it was. There was a sign that said Arts District. Yeah. And so there we went to a distillery. Yes. And you, how did you discover this place? I saw it on Instagram, Uh you know, doom scrolling, and it was. Like what caught my attention was like, it's sort of like a speakeasy type of thing, You're but right. you have to, I thought you had to know somebody to know somebody, but you have to text a number and then they ask Because it you, says it's invite only. Right. Yeah. Um, and so they 
pretty much ask you a bunch of questions and then you know if you're good to go they will send you a link to um as the invitation and then you can schedule a date to come in from there so just for, uh, after we ex explain this you know if everybody's interested um i'll give it now and then i'll give it at the end of the explanation the phone number to text is 213-513-7521 so you want to text them hashtag the obscure uh, and that's the name of the place, The Obscure over in L.A. And it's pretty impressive what they've done. Now, I, I don't know too much about like the laws and shit like that, but apparently there was some there was some shift in legislation when COVID went down where it allowed for a distiller to sell, to also be the bartender. So apparently the way they explained it was that there's like three tiers of how you get your alcohol. You got your people who, the manufacturer, the distiller, right. and you got the, um, the, the, the entity that pretty much pushes it, the w w would be marketing, the logistics, transportation, all that. And then the third tier is the actual bartender or where you would consume it. Yes. And so, um, that was law. That was that had to happen in that order for you to be able to grab a beer or a drink or anything like that. Um, so something happened in COVID. I couldn't tell you specifically what. Maybe you got you guys can Google it and let us know. Um, it's when you are just able to produce the alcohol and then sell it on site if you want to or from your own kind of shop. Yes. Yeah. And that wasn't the case before, which is pretty dope. And so what makes this place unique as well is that it's the only place in California that is doing that. Yeah. Or yeah. at least they were the first. Yeah, they really jumped on this. Um, uh -huh. And it gives a pretty cool, like, almost gothic type of vibe to sort it. Of. It's like more yeah. like a medieval type of spooky witchcraft, vibe. With, like there witchcraft. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But from like, you know, the Merlin times and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's pretty fun. Um, it's nice. It's really cool. And like everything is always super dark. Um, and so I think in the description or at least in the instructions after you were invited and you paid the fee or whatever, mm -hmm. they gave you some suggestions on how to dress even because they told us to dress like as much black as possible. Yeah, um, because they don't, I get it because if you're like dressed in bright colors, it kind of pulls away from like that, that dark room dungeon aspect of it. That makes sense. Yeah. And so like, like we were into it. Like we were yeah. dressed in black. Yeah. And they support like artists too. Like there was just some dude who apparently worked with Stan Lee for a long time, who was just up there on a pedestal kind of stage area. And he was just drawing something as if, you know, Bob Ross was up there just kind of doing his thing. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't talking, he wasn't saying anything, but they had a, they had a camera on his work and was then being projected behind him on a larger screen. And then you can go up there and talk to him and, and maybe even buy one of his paintings. Yeah. So that's pretty dope. Uh, but the bar was especially interesting. It, it, it was like, um, it was kind of that dungeon-y kind of feel As, to it, right? Yeah. It was like rocks. It was like, rock a, wall. it was like a cobblestone yeah, you go. Um, type of backsplash. And mm -hmm. then the unique glassware had that really nice feel to it mm -hmm. um and then everybody so before you even get in they give you like a place card yeah which is a tarot card and then that's where you're gonna sit so you're gonna sit with other people on the same table right it can be like magician and it or, might be because of the tier that you purchased right because um, there was different tiers well yes there were different tiers okay um however when i noticed that 
the person checking us in kind of just pulled out a card at random oh. and then just handed it to us. I so I don't know if that was like intentionally, like he had it in order in his pocket. Oh, maybe. Um, but that w- yeah, I just noticed that. So I was like, okay, you know, we'll just sit here. Yeah. And well, you know, they go, they, they do a pretty good job at kind of putting on a little bit of a show, which is also like a demonstration or rather kind of some history behind the the drinks, the spirits themselves that they create there. They make a they make what probably the best gin I've ever had and I don't even like gin. I know. It was actually really it was smooth. smooth yeah. and very flavorful to drink rather than, you know, the typical paint thinner type of gin yeah, that, that you get. Liquid Saran wrap <laughs> shit that you would get at the store. Um so they make a gin, they make a brandy, and they make a uh, a rye. whiskey rye. Yes. And uh, all of these spirits are well over 50%. Well, not well over. I'd say may, I think they go Six, as strong seven. as uh, 56, 57% yeah. alcohol, which is, if you're doing your math and you know your proofs, uh, that's over 100 proof. Like it's like 112, 114 proof. And um, you remember when we used to set shit on fire with like Bacardi 101? 151 151 i'm sorry yeah so this is this stuff is flammable yeah yeah or at least it could get up there um but and it tastes flammable too there's a sting to the nostrils when i took that uh that gin but then you know they so they bring you like a little flight of the shot glasses with a bit of that spirit in there they tell you not to drink it fast yeah because that could be that could lead to dangerous consequences at least um, and then they, they bring you out a cocktail made with that spirit and they give you a kind of like a little tour behind it, give you a story behind, like they gave us a, a, a bit of a story behind uh, old fashions. And this was pretty much, they used the template of an old fashioned to make a gin based old fashioned, which I thought was interesting in that first one that they gave us. Yeah. And I really liked how, um, the bartender came out and explained in detail like the drinks and stuff like that you don't really get that from no um different experiences or like these novelty uh bars usually you'll just get like a fancy cocktail and you know it'll make for a good instagram picture but like this was a full experience yeah um so it's definitely worth it um and the nice thing is that when you you know if you're invited if you get the link then you prepay so you don't have to worry about the bill when you get there. There's no bill. Yeah, there's no bill. Well, because you paid already. Yeah, you already paid for it. But like, they're not also trying... I mean, yes, there's an opportunity for them to upsell you in... Um, like, if you want to buy a bottle of these spirits, they're about like 75 bucks. There's also an opportunity to join a monthly membership yeah. there. But there's some perks that come with that. But honestly, it was like... But they don't push that. No, it's just, you know, it's there, it's on display, and then you can inquire about it. And then that's mm. when they tell you more about the membership and bottles and stuff yep so it was a really yeah. smooth and cool experience and um they i like i just like the way that they explained it and so far i guess they're in season one which uh i don't they didn't really explain you know how long these seasons are we can only assume it's maybe like whenever they have whenever they run out of their batches hmm. would be because um they're they're making those three cocktails that's what they're showcasing that's what they're teaching people about in their day-to-day shows i would imagine um but you know soon enough i think he said what in like august or after that they were gonna have they were gonna start their season two which yeah. i would imagine means soon, that they've made a new batch of something else yeah as soon as next month i think it's season two or like they'll 
probably start gearing up to mm-hmm. launch it. So can't wait. I like when the bartender was talking about, I think her name was Hope. Yes. Um, uh, a published author and everything. Like everybody kind of uh, bragged about everybody's credits, which is pretty impressive because, I, you know, at least you got some, you know, you have some competent people behind the bar. And behind the the whole idea and the experience behind the whole thing, like they know what the hell they're talking about. Yes. But I like how she provided the story or at least some history background of the old fashioned itself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like um, bitters. It's, it all started with bitters and it being like a hangover cure back in the day. Like pe- people didn't use bitters for cocktails because really cocktails hadn't existed back then at least the way we know them now. So bitters was more like a potion to help you kind of get over your hangover. And uh, everybody's heard the expression from Harry, uh, I'm sorry, Harry, Mary Poppins of, uh, you know, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down because it was so bitter. Mm-hmm. You would, uh, you would take some of the, that bitters and then you take a little bit of sugar. So, you know, it could help it all go down. And then she also proceeded to say that, you know, people would take it with, uh, or at least, you know, it hasn't died down yet when somebody says, keep drinking, it'll help your hangover. Yeah. So they would put a little bit of uh, a little bit of whiskey in there, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they'd cut it down with some water. And back then, yes, it was a little bit of water, which ended up turning into an ice cube. Yes. And then so and then somebody just got they gave it to the bartenders. They went nuts with it. And it became a drink that people were ordering daily, like even during the day or, you know, after lunch or before dinner. Um, and then they got fancier with it, and now we have the the cocktails in that variation that we know of today. But that's yeah. where it all stemmed from, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, you get those like long ass explanations that are very interesting, and then you get to drink them. And I was buzzed as all hell afterwards. They're strong. They're really strong. So overall, you get three spears and three cocktails. Well, that's a lot mm-hmm. in just you know an hour and a half sitting. Yeah. It's just, ooh, boy, you better take it slow. And I like that they control the pace of everybody drinking them. Yes. With their storytelling and, you know, having you you smell it. They give you um, ample time to finish the cocktails in between the first set, second set, and then in between the second set and third set, Mm -hmm. it's a longer wait time before they serve it up. And I think they did a really good job at that. Yeah, and you know this place can only gl- grow more. In fact, they said that they were gonna. S- they're still building stuff to make an upstairs um, room. There is, yeah. yeah. So there, there's two time slots. We did the earlier time slot because we right. were gonna do something else after, or you know, just hang out in LA. Um, but next time, I think we'll do like the evening spot mm-hmm. and see what that's all about. If this, you know, if the up- a difference, if the upstairs opens up as well. Um, you know, yeah, so. I'd like to go back. And in fact, I'm considering that membership option uh, just because and it's it's, it's like something like 10 bucks a, a month. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, let me see if I can pull up any perks that are shown in that link. It's actually a QR code that I scanned on the way out. But this this place is um, right now. It's a little bit of a smaller spot. Oh, yeah, it's a really small spot. Um, so... If you're going with a large group of people, you know, you might not sit together or you might just, you know, take up an entire table and... Here we go. I know. found it. It's... Uh, so, le- the level one membership is what cur- is currently being offered open to attendees of season one only. This membership allows access to the bar outside tasting hours. Restrictions and blackout dates might apply. 
Um, and it includes bar access with, for you and three other guests, classes, events, and activities, members only dining. That's dope. Uh, $10 bottle discount, which means that they'd be $65 instead of $75, right. which is more intriguing. And then it, it, uh, it unlocks future levels. And you can just kind of keep building from there. Um, and then so if you're a level two member, eventually, when season two starts, you can get access to the new spaces that they're building in that, in that place. Yeah. And you can get access to the expanded drink menu. So that's pretty dope. I'm definitely excited for this place in... I'm going to be following them for a while, seeing their progress, yeah. um, considering they're, they're very new to the game. It's, it's a cool spot to like take a, to surprise somebody with and take for like their birthday or something. Yeah. You know, um, or just, you know, that's a good first date place. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. If, if that's, uh, you know, what you are trying to accomplish here, whatever. Like, it's a nice, it's a nice way to spend a couple of hours in L.A., it really is. Yeah, it was Be- nice. Because it takes you away from like the industrial kind of area. Right. Um, it gets you drunk. Yeah, I didn't get you drunk. Yeah. But then after that, or oh, you got something else? Uh Oh, so right next to it. And so if you're a fan of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, <laughs> the door to Patty's Pub that they film at yeah. is actually just right around the corner from the obscure location. And that's where you went. And that's where we went. And we took a picture there. Snap. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's just the door. It's literally just the door. That's just been... <laughs> that's all it is. You know, they take all the decorations down when they're not filming the outside. Right. Um, it's just, you yeah. know, the brick wall and the green door. Yep. That's all it is. Um, cool. And then so after that, we weren't counting on doing this, but we ended up going to uh, the BMO, uh, the BOM. BOM? BMO? Bank of Montreal. BOM. Uh, stadium right there in front of the Coliseum where the LAFC uh, plays their home games and uh, they were playing San Jose and fucking G-Baby hits us up. Hey! And uh, he's like, hey, where are you guys at? Uh, we're like, oh, we're going to the speakeasy and they were hoping to join us there but I'm like, oh, it's invite only. Like, stay, yeah. stay oh, yeah. away. You yeah. know? I didn't mean to be, sound like a dick but they couldn't get in. Uh, and so... <laughs> Um, but you know, he's like, well, we're going to hit up an LFC game. And then he, uh, he proceeds to tell me like a little bit after that, uh, he has like three extra free tickets that nobody's using. And he invited us down and I'm like, oh shit, free tickets to a soccer game. That sounds like fun. And so I've been to a few soccer games myself. So I'm already kind of familiar with like the, the, the type of hooliganism and cheerleader, um, kind of aspect to soccer or football, depending on how you want to call it. And uh, Steph, it was your first time. That was my first time. What did you think? I thought it was pretty fun. It was fun, right? Yeah. Not only did we have like really good seats, mm-hmm. but... They were the second row. I know. It was amazing. Like you could see everything from that field. Yeah. Um, but the added bonus of like the hooligan section was pretty tight. Like I didn't expect they there to be... cheering. The entire game. I thought, oh, you know, maybe Singing they'll... songs there. <sighs> They even had drums. They had yep. flags waving. They had hype men, like three different sections. And I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, maybe they'll like sing for a couple and then kind of die down and then, you know, rally up again here and there. Nope. No, it was <laughs> nonstop for 90 minutes, 90 plus minutes. Right. Even during halftime, they were still going at it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then like 
after halftime, the shirts started coming off, and I was just like, oh, here we go. Yep, the alcohol was kicking in. Yeah, then they had like... Oh, a- and, and uh, one of the higher-up sections, or I guess that would be more... That w- that'd be their section, right? Is where we went. We what? went to their section briefly to get $5 beers. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Pretty dope. So I got two, you got two, and I drank all of them. Well, you drank one. I drank one. Yeah. That was fun, man. And then, uh, you know, lo and behold, G-Baby's like, uh, yeah, it's my birthday. <laughs> like, Happy oh, birthday. Happy birthday, man. So, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Kind of a pleasant surprise. Always nice hanging out with G-Baby. So, um, Oh, and then we went to the taco spot. Oh, there was a taco spot not far from there. That was dope. Oh, my God. So good. It was like Al Pastor Tacos, and they, they are not shy with giving you a piece of that pineapple that drips on the meat mm. when, when it's on the, mm-hmm. the trompo. Fucking dope. Oh, such good tacos. Yeah. But we had a good time. We had a good time. I thought um, I haven't had a good time like that in a little while. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I got pretty intoxicated. We did take a morning recovery, though. Yeah, that helped. Like a midday break. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's go to 7-Eleven, get some morning recoveries. <coughs> Those work. Those work, by the way. Um, they just, work quick, too. Yeah. A little food for thought for anybody looking to get uh, shit-faced. Go to 7-Eleven or wherever, like BevMo. They'll carry them there, the morning recoveries. Yeah. that. You, well, there's a specific. that's the specific brand is a morning recovery. Right. Yeah. yeah. And there's an option for no sugar, which is the one that I get. Um, but if you take it before, during, or after you're getting shit-faced, it, it works. It helps you pretty much prevent the, the hangover the following morning. And I didn't have one this morning. So yeah. He was Mission nice. accomplished. It was nice. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Anyhow, Steph, uh, anything else? No, it pretty much recaps our weekend. Yeah, our our personal minutia there, huh? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, cool. Well, let's get into geeking out. There's no gonna. There's no um, music today, or so we're just gonna geek out pretty hard on a few uh, things that we wanted to talk about. For example, Superman has a new series out. We've got uh, Oppenheimer and Barbie being released uh, this week. And a couple other things. You want to get into it? Let's go. Okay, What's up, Steph? <laughs> What's up? So, Did you? Uh, did you hear about Anime Expo last week? I remember you saying that some shit was going down on the first day there and well, people were pissed. Right. Well, in classic Anime Expo fashion, <laughs> which is not the first time this has happened. And it's happened here in Ontario was the last time it happened like this, right? No, that was uh, Animanga. Sorry, excuse me. It, it's what a supposed, faux pas. it was supposed to be the smaller version of Anime Expo, which I've complained about so many times, and I've, like, you know, tried posting it about it on social media, only right. to get blocked and kicked from the <laughs> actual anime manga. And I was just like, are you fucking serious? And yeah, then I don't want to hear it. I actually wrote to a newspaper, and then I, like, gave them all this information that was happening, and then did they sue anything? No. Anyway, so... <laughs> they weren't going to stop the presses for you, Steph. No. But I actually researched the guy who actually, you know, it was so easy to find the um, creator, promoter of Kind of like a grifter guy? It was, you know, it's some businessman that doesn't know how to do business right and, you know, doesn't care about people and only 
getting money. Well, back then it was more of a big deal because of the uh, the uh, the you know being six foot apart with the COVID thing going on. That was twenty twenty one, and yes, right. we all knew what we were getting into. But at that point, most of us had been vaxxed, and we were all storing masks. They required and, that people were vaxxed. No. Yes. Oh, okay. And so you just had to you know wave your little flag, and then go in with the masks. Mm-hmm. Fine. Oh, no, but we almost died because it was shoulder to shoulder, jam packed. People are dying in the here. hot sun. So back to Anime Expo. This was held at the LA Convention Center and in classic Anime Expo fashion. They <laughs> oversold the tickets. That sucks. You know, I'm looking at a picture right now and it everybody's packed in like a sardine can. We go there annually for, you know, the LA Comic Con and it's you can at least, you know, get away from a fart. There's no getting away from a fart here. Oh, no. And it's just, so if, if you're familiar with the LA Convention Center or just conventions at this particular location, yeah. there's two levels. The first floor is like security and you're getting in and that's where all the cosplay stuff usually is. Mm-hmm. And there's usually lots and lots of space for people to walk around, take a breath, sit down if they need to, and then just have a good time with the cosplayers. Or even fart. Yeah. And then the second floor is usually reserved for all the tables. Um, the autograph signings, all the booths, you know, um, comics, apparel, stuff like that. Uh, the wait to get into Anime Expo was like over four hours long just to get in, just yeah. to bypass security. You're, and then so somebody had posted online a video of him trying to get in just through security yeah. just to get into it the first awful. floor and it was like the line was in the parking lot in the parking lot yeah. and the parking lot really isn't that close to the entrance no <laughs> it's oh like, no yeah for those who aren't familiar with the convention center kind of off to the side there uh, they share it with staples center which is now crypto right yeah yeah it's still gonna be staples center to me um yes no, actually, the LA Convention Center has its own parking, but there is a separate parking lot. Oh, that is an overflow. Right, You're yes, right. Yeah, yep, yep, there's, yep, yep. Right. They, they have an underground for sure. And then, so you get in, and then you're just packed in, shoulder to shoulder, immovable, yeah, so hot. Yeah, you can't hot. move around. And it's like so hot. All the body right. heat, like, yeah. I don't know. People were passing out. They were not having a good time. I don't even know how these people did it. Right. Like, there's videos that just say, help, <laughs> help. You can because you know people cosplay, and then most of these anime characters have like giant weapons. Right. You're gonna be. You're thinking that you're gonna carry it around, and you're gonna show Wield it off. It. Yeah. Now you're stuck in the sardine can. Right. Can't do that. Nope. It's nuclear warfare. Yeah. I mean, sorry, chemical warfare. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, just a few blurbs from Yahoo News. Uh, the Although the final day of Anime Expo wasn't crowded, uh, one person says she couldn't walk the convention floor without feeling suffocated. Yeah, That's I can like imagine. the last day. That sucks, dude. So well, this only like, happened on the first day? It happened multiple days. So oh, yeah. the first day was the w- worst. Okay. Or actually, yes, the worst. And then it got progressively better, but still, it's not like you can move around freely. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine those bathroom lines. What if you were outside waiting four hours just to get in? Like, fuck, I now, now I need to find a bathroom. And then that wait time is like two hours. 
This one's called the Dyson. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? Remember that video? Yeah, that's actually what this audio is. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> of this, <laughs> this guy who washes his hands and proceeds to turn around to then dry his uh, hands on what you would think would be like one of those Dyson hand blowers. <laughs> and it's just a guy hanging off the wall with his ass out and just starts proceeds to fart on his hands while the guy like doesn't, you know, bat an eye and just, you know, rubs <laughs> his hands together. That, my friend, is the Dyson. <laughs> you were saying, Steph? <laughs> How am I supposed to follow up? I don't know, man. I don't know. Everybody was packed in like a sardine. You Dude, definitely could sucks. not pull off a Dyson in there. That's for sure. Oh, no. Be a then, bad time. No. Oh, my uh, God. These poor bastards. I mean, yeah. why would you? But, you know, I get it. I get it. Not only... Okay. So, I have to ask you a serious question. Uh? Who do you think smells worse? <laughs> Anime fans or comic book fans? Oh, wow. And, well, you know, there is some crossover there. There's a lot of crossover yes, with manga. Yes, yes. But generally speaking, um, you know, if you were going to keep those two genres very separately. Yeah. I, you, you know think? what? You know what? Um, I would imagine that the... And this is no slight on any race. <laughs> I'd like to <laughs> at least start with that. Oh, I didn't even mention that. Um, you know, anime uh, folks tend to be hairless. So... With that being said, you know, the less hair there is, the less funk there is. Okay. That's my reasoning. I can see that. Okay. Okay. Ah, yes. So the, uh, unfortunately, us comic book fans are the stinkier, the stinkier bunch. bunch. <laughs> um, the just made it. Yeah. That oh, is that, is, that is the, you just closed the door, pulling down your pants already coming out. Yeah, it was already groundhogging on the way in. You know what? Sometimes I have like almost near emergency situations when I have to pee. Oh, this one's called the misfire. Oh, no. <laughs> A lot more than that. Huh? Okay. Well, what else you got, Steph? Uh, okay. Anime Expo okay. done. I teased a uh, new uh, series with Superman. Did you want to go into that? Yeah, yeah, we just yeah, finished yeah, watching yeah. the first two episodes, and I guess they're going to be releasing one every Friday. So the next episode's coming out Friday the 14th. Yes. So we got two episodes yep. that premiered um, July 7th, which is... What's the know, name of the show? It is, it is My Adventures with Superman. Yeah. And for those who are fans of... Um, uh, Invincible. Invincible <laughs> on uh, on Prime, right? Fucking snap at me! It's the same. Oh, I can remember. It was. It's the same kind of uh, animation. And you mentioned that it also reminded you of the uh, Jackie Chan Adventures animation from back way back when. Right, because yeah, it is. It is that style. So my adventures with Superman, uh, you know, has your favorite trio: Lois, uh, Clark, and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. You know, all running amok. It's definitely, it's another origin story. So they start from the very free, very, very beginning. Of him um, moving to Metropolis and getting his first day as an intern over at the Daily Planet. Yeah. So he's not really looking for a job because I think they're still in school. He's just, he's just an intern mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, hoping for the best. And Jack Quaid does the voice for Clark and Superman. Alice Lee does Lois and Ishmael Saheed does uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. If you recognize Jack Quaid, you yeah. know, that name. He's also in The Boys. Yeah, he's the main character in The Boys. So, Huey. Yeah, he's Huey. So, I mean, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, you know, it's, it's it was cool seeing, you know, how uh, Superman or Clark de- 
finds out about his origin and powers and shit like that. It's kind of a different perspective while still keeping it pretty true to the story. I yeah. Thought. Yeah. They take, they do definitely like modernize it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, They're using but, cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it. I think it's fun. It's lighthearted. And uh, let's yeah, see. Yeah, because they're still like young kids and he's figuring himself out. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see where they take this. Yeah. And it's got to be endorsed by the new uh, regime for DC, like James Gunn and all that. It has to be, right? Uh, otherwise, it wouldn't be. It's, it's on Max right now and it's on Adult Swim. Yeah. It's probably one of the uh, the Elseworlds of DC. I, well, yeah, it ha- yeah, of course it is, because he's a younger Superman. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're getting here. So, yeah. yeah. Approved. Pretty good. Uh, so far with the first two episodes. So yeah. give it a try Keep on watching. Max mm-hmm. and Adult Swim. Let's see. What else do we got over here? Well, you didn't you? pull it up, but um, I'll just speak to it because I've been seeing it all over the internet. I don't know if you've heard um, of people... Uh, I guess the question is, what are you going to watch first this weekend? Are you going to watch Barbie or are you going to watch Oppenheimer? And uh, and This you know, weekend? You mean next weekend? Well... Because Oppenheimer comes out on the 21st. Oh, okay. So next weekend. My bad. But yeah, they're supposed to be coming out on the same day. And so, you know, the, 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 the entire population is torn. And I guess you got to pick your faction. But... Um, it's not that everybody's warring with each other. It's just you know uh, who do you? You're the the point is that you're going to watch both, and which yes. one are you going to watch first? And even then, um, I think I saw Margot Robbie and uh, what's his nose, uh, Ryan Gosling, or yeah. no, and her and her director got tickets to Oppenheimer, and everybody wants for Cillian Murphy and his director to get tickets to Barbie and take a picture. <laughs> we want that to happen. Crossover. So, yeah, a little crossover. So it's it's definitely been like a a fun crossover promotion that whoever thought about this, I'm sure it's working because it, it's it's definitely creating buzz for both yeah. of these movies that are like very different from each other. A lot of people are going to do a double feature. But like you said, which one do you watch first? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm like super excited for Barbie. Is it supposed to be like a legit comedy? I mean, you got you. I heard you got Will Ferrell, Adam Ray, Michael Sarah. We saw in the preview, but you got like a lot of people in here that are going to make it pretty funny. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it being a funny movie. Oh my god! And then you have Oppenheimer, which, by the way, we just learned has no CGI. Right. It's right. all practical effects. So he he actually got an atom bomb, Steph. Took it to the desert and set it off. Well, they probably set it off on a smaller scale. No, it wasn't an A-bomb. But yes, he got a very large explosive and zoomed in and it looked like an A-bomb, which was dope. Yeah. Or created the effects of like the really bright lights and shit like that. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see not only when the movie comes out, but when like the DVD comes out or Blu-ray or whatever we're doing now. Is that digital? what we're doing? I haven't um, bought a DVD in years. Like the... It's been at least 10 years. Like, um, I want to see the... You got a VHS now with this? commentary on each one of these scenes oh, and in how yeah. they do like the background like oh in this scene this is how we did it oh, blah, like blah, blah, yeah. yeah so that would be dope. i haven't even seen the movie the movie hasn't even come out yet and i already want to see the commentary on this movie hey, who, who owns hbo now discovery yeah maybe they'll do a documentary now that because like you said oh you know, they're probably already out you know just you know on on reruns because we don't have discovery channel 
you know, like if we had no, like, but I mean, people. like the the making of this, they'll probably air it on that or something. Now that they're all like one family, because mm-hmm. uh, I was gonna say, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have DVDs anymore. Who buys DVDs anymore? Well, that's what I'm saying. People like, that they, don't, they, they're gonna want to repurpose the making ofs for shit like that. I mean, you would be surprised that there's still a lot of parts that don't have great internet service, uh-huh. so they resort to DVDs. All right. Well, yeah, like the mountains. You know what I gotta say about that? Yep. Does that say the Royal Ripper? That's called the Royal Ripper, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, it could be more royal. Anyway. <laughs> how so? That, that thing was majestic. Um, Farts in high English. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Oppenheimer. Um, there is a format guide for the aspect ratios that they have released because it was filmed in such a way to give you the full effect of the screen. Mm -hmm. And what is the standard one? That's what I don't know. Well, standard isn't, isn't that just like a 16 by nine or one of those other ones? Like, so the widescreen is, you're going to have the, 35 millimeter or the 2.31 or 2.39 to, to one, one yeah. ratio. That's the standard widescreen. Okay. Then you're going to get um, the digital version, which is the 2.20 to one, which is the 70 millimeter. Yeah. And it gives you a little bit more. Like it's a little white, not wider, but it's a little taller, taller. The screen is just slightly but then the IMAX one, uh, the first IMAX one, you get a little bit more space with it. That's a what, 1.90 to 1 IMAX Zenon single dual laser mm-hmm. aspect ratio. But if you really want to get down on some Oppenheimer and just get the entire thing that they shot, what's this last one? Uh, so this is the 1.43 to 1 IMAX 5 to 70 film dual laser. 15. Or 15 to 70 film dual laser. And so that is going to give you the largest, widest, longest, whatever you want to call it, the most out of the screen. You know, 1.43 to 1 is very close to a 4 by 3 ratio. And a 4 by 3 ratio is how TVs used to be back in the day. Like your your, your tube mm-hmm. TVs mm-hmm. before we all went digital and widescreen. So it's not quite there. But, you know, if you do the math, it's pretty much, the, the you know, almost there. And so it does give you kind of like that aspect ratio and, and, um, and perspective of, a, you know, a movie that would have been shown on TV back then. So it yeah. kind of adds to that experience, I thought. And I thought, I like that that specific detail that Christopher Nolan does with his films because mm. he's known to have like these bigger aspect ratios. Um, we've seen it in, you know, Batman mm-hmm. or we've seen it in some of the other films. Inception, I think they did he that. He did it on all of them. Yeah. He did a little piece of IMAX for all of them and it was pretty dope. Yeah. So this is the biggest one. Mm. And the okay, so if you're in California... There are only a handful of theaters that will give you the biggest aspect ratio. Yeah. And one of them is in Ontario. In Edwards, Ontario, it's the the IMAX right there in Ontario Mills. Yeah. 
Um, and I've been there. I've seen Watchmen there. Mm-hmm. I saw the uh, the Dark Knight there. I've seen a couple other movies, and it's a big fucking screen, man. That thing oh, is yeah. huge. When all and that that's been there forever too. It's been there for a really long time, decades. And when when IMAX started becoming more mainstream, and they started adding IMAX screens to like. You know, other you just saw them everywhere now. I was always disappointed because I always the bar was set high with IMAX when I used to go to this specific one because it's huge. Mm -hmm. Not only is it huge, but like it's kind of stadium seating to like it feels like you're in a fucking stadium. Yeah, it's I was like awestruck the first time I was there. Yeah, it says it seats 480 people. Yeah, Yeah. it's huge. Um, The screen size itself is 67 feet by 89 feet yeah it's huge uh other places in california you're gonna get oakland at the uh shabbat space and science center san francisco amc metron uh universal city at the city walk shitty walk irvine dublin fresno and sacramento so those are the only places to get in california to get the so, biggest aspect ratio. Yeah, if you're, oh, if you're I'm sorry. lucky enough. Huh? Not, not Oakland. Oakland has the 87 format. So, so San Francisco. So San Francisco. Okay. Dope. If you're fortunate enough to be near one of these cities, go do it. I mean, it seems like it's going to be super worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, our Ontario one, oh, I just finished saying that it's been there for a while. I, I, I see that it opened up in March of 1997. Yeah. So it's one of the oldest ones. The oldest one is the one in Irvine, 1996. But this one is, uh, this one is slightly, it, it is the largest one by one foot. <laughs> <laughs> and the next one would All be uh, Irvine. It would be the Irvine one. Oh, no, I'm sorry. San Francisco is the largest one at Ooh, 75. 75.6 by 97.6. I'd like to go to that Ooh. one the next one. We're up there. Let's go. We'll probably won't be there See, for a while. This, San Francisco definitely has the biggest one because oh, it yeah. seats 600 people. Fuck. Wow. Wow. All right. Wow. I'm down. One of these days. And they opened up in 1999. So a lot of these... Okay, so that goes to show that like the first IMAX ones were huge. Or at least made with that idea that it's going to be like that stadium style of experience. Yeah. And people thought they were crazy. Oh, you're crazy. Nobody's going to enjoy this. But it's funny how they pivoted. Because I guess you had to retrofit a lot of these existing theaters with the space that they already had allotted to them. So you're not going to yeah. add a larger stadium-esque type of place to it. Well, not only that, but you have to build in the sound system for it. Yeah, that and, too. Yeah, and that's its own thing. My goodness, so I'm I'm excited. Yeah. How would okay? So, what would you watch first, Barbie or Oppenheimer? I think that I would start off uh, with Oppenheimer uh, because I want to still be awake. I want it to be early in the day where I'm not going to fear that this probably three plus hour movie. Is gonna um, after a long day of work is gonna put me to sleep. I'm um, not to say that it, I expect it to be boring. It's just I don't want to fall asleep because I'm getting older now and tend to fall asleep at movies. You're just an old man now. And then Barbie can give me a good laugh, you know. And it's Margot Robbie. You got the eye, all the eye candy you can need, and you got Ryan Gosling. And it's pink. Yeah, it's funny. I saw a, a thing on Instagram earlier today where they swapped the um, the color filters. You know how like Barbie is that bright pink <laughs> pastel. They swapped it with Oppenheimer and gave it the the like the nice pink pastels. 
I don't know how you're going to find it. But um, um, but just imagine that, you know, those filters swapping. I thought it, that was pretty interesting. Let me see if it pops up. Yeah. And, and no. nope. You just get a bunch of pink shit. Oh. Um, anyway, was uh, that a pink atom bomb detonation that I saw? I have no matter? idea. Um, so Oppenheimer is three hours and nine seconds. Okay, so three hours. Three plus hours. I was right. <laughs> what else uh, you got? Oh, man. I don't know what I would watch first. I'm still on the fence. Cause I love you're Bar- going to watch what I watch. I love Barbie so much. Like, I just want to watch it. But then Oppenheimer, I don't know. I feel like I would just be too tense. So I think I would agree with you in the fact that I would watch Oppenheimer first yeah. and then just kind of like stress relief, you know, because that movie's so intense. Yeah. And you can let your guard down. Mm-hmm. You can uh and then, yeah, can, and then Barbie's all out one of these. Oh no, I'm gonna be doing that silently. Oh god. <laughs> the ones that hiss are the worst. Tazzy fart. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got for you. What's uh what's in that Reddit tab up there, Steph? Oh, that's the Oppenheimer no, aspect the ratio. One. The, it's just the image. Oh, it's bigger. All right. Well, I guess we got a short one today. Um. What else? Well, there, what? 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 I didn't. What? Not. I, I didn't. What? Nope. What? What? No, what do you? <laughs> what did you want to say? We just finished the bear. Oh, right, the bear. Probably oh one of the best ah! soundtracks to any show I've seen in a long time, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Only because there's a lot of Pearl Jam involved. There's a Pearl Jam, and almost. Every single episode. Yeah, Almost. pretty dope. Um, man, that fucking show is chaotic. Yeah. It really triggers your flight and flight response, doesn't it? There is there's one episode in the second season, which I think is like episode five or six, where it's just nothing but arguing at a dinner. At a family dinner gathering thing. And it's not they're not even trying to listen to each other, they're just constantly talking over, getting louder. And there's just the agitation. I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's very stress-inducing episode. And then uh, I just, I, I'm not going to give it away, but the punchline at the end, the the climax of the whole fucking <laughs> thing was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts to credits. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck just happened? If you're not caught up with the bear, you're fucking up. It's a really good show. It's well shot. That last episode was impressive. As stressful as it was watching it, for those who haven't, or maybe those who are willing to go back and watch it again, that like first half of that episode was like one shot. Yeah, there was almost no jump cuts. Yeah, or transitional until scenes. you saw like the receipt printer. Yeah, uh, start to you know get going, and then yeah. it cut to that. And I think they did that on purpose because that episode was so intense that they couldn't cut your uh, attention from what was happening. Mm. You just had to like follow what was happening in the kitchen. But it traveled throughout the entire restaurant yeah. to different people around there. Oh, amazing show. It was their version of, you know how like in the Avengers, the first Avengers where it shows each character fighting, the camera follows mm-hmm. them. That was that version of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was nice. Yeah, it was dope. So watch the bear, um, uh, but take your anxiety pills before you do so <laughs> because you're going to need them. Um, but what else, Steph? Is that is that going to do else? it? Oh, we... Uh, I guess, you know, Witcher is out. I haven't started that. Okay. Um, and we finished Sweet Tooth. Sweet Tooth is good. Oh, yeah. Watch Sweet Tooth. 
It's a ridiculous premise, but just it's good at least. It'll keep you entertained. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's an interesting take on an apocalyptic type of world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and why things happen the way they did. Some of it's a bit campy, but if you're patient with that, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last three episodes. Yeah. Were like really good, so we just like watched a lot them back of action to back. on yeah. those. Yeah. We're good. Watch them. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. do yourself a favor there. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, that'll Nerd! do it. And that's going to do for the show too, man. Um, now, how many more episodes do we have left before we take the uh, the old hiatus there? At least the planned hiatus. I think we have maybe three. Three more. When did you three, When do you start school? August fourteen. Fourteen. So the second week. So we got a month. Yeah. Okay. We'll give you a couple more episodes. Yeah, we'll probably stop. Uh, maybe the last one of, J- of July would be the last episode then. I think we can squeeze one more in. Maybe. No promises. Mm-hmm. All right. You'll get what we give you. <laughs> right. Right. Um, well, come on back next week. Uh, probably. Uh, so that we can do this shit over again. Thank y'all so very much for listening into the Foo Bar Show, and a special thanks to you, Foos, who subscribe, rate, review, and share the pod with your fellow Foos. Remember to pick up some swag at foobarshow.com. That's F double O barshow.com, and follow F double O barshow on all of our socials, and we'll fill it up like a couple of Foos. <clears throat> I've been Josie. And I'm Steph. Signing off, saying. Fuck, man. Thank you, guys. Godspeed, Spider-Man.